What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Red Cedar Podcast. Scott here. And, you know, we're going to start this episode as, you know, most of our Red Cedar Podcast episodes will start. We're talking about Michigan State. Uh, suffers another tough loss, second loss this week, second home loss this week. Loses on a buzzer beater three to Ohio State, 57 to 60. And obviously, it's been a rough year for Ohio State as they recently fired Chris Holtman their head coach and you know their first game in interim coaches career coaching they did go and beat Purdue at home but then lost to Minnesota I believe it was the very next game and then now they come into Breslin Center in East Lansing and get a you know big time win for them in a year that they've really struggled 16 and 12 now overall 6 and 11 now in the conference but a very tough game and you know kind of just talk about it a little bit here we'll start out with the, the fact that going into the game, we were all very excited uh, when we heard kind of some rumblings of a lineup change possibly coming. You know, I personally thought that it was probably going to be Carson Cooper starting or, you know, maybe even Jackson Kohler possibly. But then when we saw it come out that it was Xavier Booker finally getting a start, we were like, whoa, like, all right, Tom, I even sent out a gif on Twitter of the Tom Izzo at Media Day. I believe it was last year. But, you know, kind of fixing his suit up because I was like, all right, like Mr. March, Tom Izzo, you know, he's pulling the right buttons, pulling the right threads at the right time of the year. And, you know, he goes out there and he has a solid game. And the big thing going into the game was, is he going to give him that leash, you know, or is he going to do the freshman thing and pull him every mistake he makes? If he misses a block out or, you know, if he misses a rebound or he misses a defensive assignment. But I will say kudos to him for leaving him out there and working through some of that stuff. Overall, for the whole game, thought Book played really well. Seven points, three rebounds, three blocks. You know, one for three from three, three for six overall in the field. He had some good instinct plays as well. Followed up a Jaden Aikens miss with grab the rebound, kind of let the Ohio State defender go by him and got the layup as well. So it was nice to see him out there kind of working through it. Thought Cohen Carr did get in the first half for about seven minutes. I don't believe he got in the second half. That could have been broken up and gotten a short stint in the second half. I can't remember off the top of my head here. But, you know, he gave some solid plays that, you know, won't show up on the stat sheet. Two points and his, you know, only bucket was a transition bucket getting to the rim. And, you know, that's what that's what he brings. He brings you good instincts on defense, able to affect things in ways that, you know, some of our wings aren't able to. And, you know, I think that should warrant more time for him. But, you know, we've been saying that all year with him and with Book, and we haven't seen it. So I won't hold my breath, but, you know, still hope that we see more Cohen Carr minutes going forward because you see the difference that he can make when he is on the floor. Um, now we got to talk about, you know, we talk about if you've been watching obviously we haven't had a podcast on here in a while but we have been posting on youtube if you watch any of those uh, for michigan state it's always about the the four main guys tyson walker aj hogard Jaden akins and malik hall those four you gotta have a couple of them going if you can get four of them going all four of them going you're one of the best teams in the country and you can compete and beat just about anyone in the country if you have three two to three of them you know, you can, you know, compete with most teams in the country. You'll probably beat teams you're supposed to beat. But if, like, tonight when you only have one of the four going in Malik Hall with 15 and 7, 
you're going to struggle. Uh, Tyson Walker, obviously, you know, you want to put, I don't want to say an asterisk, but you got to put a disclaimer on this that, you know, it does seem like he's been, you know, kind of banged up the last handful of weeks. It just doesn't seem right. Like the same Tyson we've seen, you know, throughout his career or even at the beginning of the year. He still finished with 12 points in double digits, but 5 for 15 shooting overall, 1 for 6 from 3, and then 1 for 2 from the line. He missed the front end of that crucial one that if he would have made both of them, would have gave him a one-point lead, but Ohio State, you know, the next possession was still when they hit that 3. The buzzer beating 3 to close it, he hit 1 to tie the score, but that's we need more out of them and then you know mainly here aj hogard Jaden akins aj had nine and four thought he was bringing it defensively immediately at the beginning of the game he got into bruce thornton and you know thought the defense was pretty well holding bruce thornton to 11 and four and or 11 three and four overall in 37 minutes on four for 13 shooting one for six from three so thought the defense on Thornton specifically was really well. And, you know, AJ, you could visibly tell at the beginning of the game, was into it. And I would say the collective as a team was really locked in defensively for about, you know, the first 75%, 80% of this game. Now, Jaden Akins, uh, another uh, struggle. He was kind of on a good month stretch there, but he's had a couple of Games where he struggled offensively putting the ball in the basket, 1 for 9 from the field tonight, 0 for 3 from 3. He was 2 for 2 from the line, though, but only 4 points. Uh, 3 steals, though, so he is still giving you something on defense. Uh, 2 assists and 3 rebounds, but, you know, going forward, we, we need more from Jaden if we're going to do anything in the tournament, as we need more from AJ as well. Uh, we, we just need more than 9 points and 4 assists. If, if you're only going to score 9 points, you you know, as a point guard of this team and a senior point guard that of this team, you know, you need, you know, seven plus assists. If that, you know, if, if you're going to pour in, you know, 15 plus points, then it's like, okay, four assists is okay. Cause you're supplementing it from scoring, but we just need more production out of our senior leaders. Uh, and well, I guess Jaden, you know, junior leader as well, but of the four, you need them to get going. If we're only going as far as they go, and then you got the revolving door in center, Matty Sissoko, uh, four points, five, or I'm sorry, six rebounds. He was two for two from the line, which was good to see, but I just don't understand when, you know, he plays the last six, seven minutes of the game when he had a couple, uh, I guess you can say bad or unfortunate defensive lapses that you won't say cost the game, but definitely were back-breaking. He had a diving for the loose ball, which I didn't think was a foul, diving for the loose ball, and the Ohio State defender got tripped up, um, called a foul there. That was a, a kind of a turn of events there, and then a couple possessions later, he kind of late doubles over and gets called for a, you know, a crowding foul. So don't know there. Coop struggled tonight only eight minutes didn't get a shot up uh and you know two fouls no stats everything else the kind of the tony snell line just getting a foul and a turnover um two fouls and a turnover but nothing else and you know unfortunately just getting scored on pretty much any time the ball went to him in the paint i thought jackson kohler gave you some decent minutes he played he did play 12 minutes uh two points three rebounds 
doesn't show up in the stat sheet, but I thought overall he brought some energy in certain spots. Yes, being a smaller five, you can say he's more of the size of a four, but doesn't have the you know ball handling of a small ball four or five. So, um, you know, some of that stuff won't show up in the stat sheet, but I thought he gave some decent minutes tonight. Um, another notable thing that we've kind of noticed a uh, trend over the last couple games is, you know, Trey has not had it going offensively off the bench, but he'll usually still give you his rebounds, his defense, and his assists. But tonight, two points, two assists, and one rebound and a steal. You know, we need more production. He's kind of the do-it-all off the bench guy. For Michigan State, he'll stub in one through three for AJ Tyson and Jaden. And, you know, we haven't seen a lot from him the last couple games you know we'll have a random game where he will go off but you know he's kind of that main guy off the bench right now and we need him to you know kind of spearhead that going forward uh gotta say you know this is kind of mainly going to be about us you know Ohio State played a good game they 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 kept it low scoring wasn't you know super fast paced and uh it was kind of a defensive battle and they kind of just flipped the script in the first half, Michigan State being up 10 and, you know, winning by three, uh, outscoring by 13 in the second half there. But, you know, they played well overall. Michigan State was able to hold Thornton down for the most part. Gale had a good game, but, you know, stop me if you heard this before. Guy has a career game against Michigan State. Devin Royal, 14 points and, you know, averaging three points on the season. So that's not shocking there. Uh, but just a couple things going forward. One, the two big lineups can't be a thing. The two big lineups cannot be a thing, I repeat. We've seen a large enough sample size that it doesn't work, whether it's Carson and Jackson or it's Maddie and Carson or Maddie and Jackson. It can't work. It can't work unless Xavier Booker is one of the other bigs because he gives you something the other bigs don't give you. He can hop out on the perimeter he can shoot the three. He can handle the ball better than any of them. Not saying he's going to put the ball on the floor and get to the basket, but he can handle it on the dribble weaves better to hand it off and, you know, move to the next spot of the rotation, right? We've seen so much that that just kills, just absolutely kills any momentum offensively that we have out there. Um, as I said post game that, he felt Xavier Booker played well, but didn't think he could handle the ball screens. That's why we didn't see him towards the end of the game. But it's like, all right, did Maddie, you know, really handle the ball screens well or any of the other bigs in there? No, at least Xavier has the most length out of all of them in terms of going to block a shot. Like, yeah, Maddie does, but he's not as mobile as Xavier is. Obviously, Maddie has more experience, you know, so he might be able to read things a little bit better. But Xavier put him out there, let him learn for it. If he gets burnt one or two times, you know, he's a very intelligent kid. I think he could respond and, you know, be able to make a play if it does happen again. And then you do have Ohio State's coach who even said that, you know, they were able to enter the, enter the ball to the, you know, post lower once Xavier wasn't in the game and it was one of the other bigs. And that's what kind of helped their offense for them to, you know, turn it around and, you know, storm back for the three-point win. So, if that doesn't tell you something, then I don't know what does. Um, and then we got a quote here from Chris Solari. Um, I didn't think we were desperate enough the whole game, Tom Izzook said. And it's like, yeah, well, no kidding. We haven't been desperate enough all year long. That's why we're in this position where now we're, 
you know, you probably need to win two of three to close the season. You got at Purdue, you got senior night against Northwestern, and then you're on the road at Indiana for their senior night. Uh, you need to win two or three of those and probably at least one game in the Big Ten tourney, which is, you know, pathetic given the standards that this program is at. Uh, due to you, Tom, due to you, due to no one else, this is what we expect. And no, we shouldn't expect anything. But, you know, for being real, we're being fans, this is Michigan State. We shouldn't be the last couple weeks of the season needing to win games to secure a spot in the NCAA tournament. But that's just the reality of the situation right now. And, you know, you just got to win games. You know, we've been saying it over on our shows over on YouTube. You just got to. You just got to win games at this point. That's all. That all. That's all it comes down to. So now you got five days off to work on yourself and come up with a game plan before you go to Mackey and Purdue, which you haven't won at since, you know, uh, 2012, 13, 14, somewhere. I forget what year it is, but it's been quite a while since you've won there. Tough place to play, obviously, and Purdue, the number two ranked team in the country. So. Um, got it. You, you got to come out. If you come out and beat Purdue on Sunday, you know the narrative flips again, it, and that's what it's been all year with the, this team. It's just the narrative go crazy one way, then crazy the other way, and just back and forth, you know. And it's just disappointing coming off the high we were kind of on after the three-game winning streak and winning four or five, eight of ten after the rivalry Michigan game last Saturday. Like, yes, we know. Michigan isn't good this year, you know, but still rivalry game and, you know, the vibes that we felt after that game and fast forward a week later, losing two home games that you're supposed to and should win. You were favored in all of them, uh, both of them, should I say, and, you know, vibes are completely different. Vibes are completely different and uh, got to work on yourself and got to get better. You know, you got to you got to close the season out with wins. Um, now let's jump around a little bit here from Michigan State. We're going to hop to the NBA real quick. Uh, dive a little deeper on the Warriors right now. The Warriors drop a tough one, 103-119 after being tied at the half. And they were actually up quite a bit. They were up double digits, but they gave up a 14-0 run to Denver uh, to end the first half. Clay was on fire in the first half too, 23 uh, everything was clicking, really. The only thing, Steph was struggling in the first half. Got it going a little bit in the second half. But Clay having zero in the second half was big. Uh, Pajemski not having a, it going really hurt the team overall. Jokic just went absolutely insane. I believe he had 32 16 and 15 i believe yep 32 no 32 16 and 16 for jokic just absolutely insane murray always hits tough shots it's you know we saw it last year in the playoffs he's a big time playmaker and uh for the warriors at the wizards tuesday and at the knicks thursday and then sunday at boston so an interesting week you know, obviously you should win on Tuesday against the Wizards. They're, you know, tied for the worst, you know, worst record in the league right now. But obviously Jordan Poole, you know, revenge game. See if he can do anything. He did have a good night tonight, as we'll touch on in a little bit here. Then kind of like, uh, let's just close the show by whipping around some other NBA news. 
Lakers drop one to the Suns after getting blitzed in the first quarter, 28-45. Nurkic went for 18-22. and 22. Uh, The Pacers beat the Mavs, 133-111. 33-8 for Miles Turner. The Milwaukee Bucks beat the 76ers, 30-12-9 for Giannis. Cavs over the Wizards. Jordan Poole, as we mentioned, did have his best game of the year. I believe in 31 points, but Jared Allen and the Cavs too much as Allen put up 22 and 12. The Atlanta Hawks, uh, 109-92. DeJounte Murray went for 25-9-11 as they beat the Orlando Magic. Uh, The Oklahoma City Thunder, 123-110 over the Rockets. Chet Holgram had 29-8-7. Chicago Bulls 114-106 over the Pels, Vucevic 22-13, and and the Utah Jazz 128-109, and then a couple games that, as we're recording this, just went final. Here to end the night, the Hornets beat, they continue, they're staying hot. Uh, They did lose Friday against the Warriors, but they win tonight 93-80 against the Trailblazers in Portland. And Nick Richards, 21-10 and three blocks. Uh, DeAndre Ayton did have a good game for Portland, though, 26-19. and Then the other game that just went final as we're, you know, recording, 123-107 for the Kings. Get the win on the road at the Clippers. De'Aaron Fox, 33-6-7 for that. Jump to college basketball a little bit. Obviously, we already talked about Michigan State's game, but some other notable results around the country. St. John's and Rick Pitino's. All-white suit in Madison Square Garden beat number 15th ranked Creighton 80-66. to Purdue stays on track and beats Michigan 84-76 to in Ann Arbor. Number 7 Marquette handles business 88-64. Over on the women's side of college basketball, number 15 UConn beats DePaul 104-67. Paige Beckers 30 points and Alea Edwards 23-17. Number 13, LSU, 75-60 over Tennessee. Number 4, Iowa and Caitlin Clark, 101-85 over Illinois. Caitlin, another triple-double, 24-15-10. Number 2, Ohio State gets the win over Maryland, 79-66. Kansas upstates number 10, upsets number 10, Kansas State, 58-55. And Virginia upsets number 20, Louisville, 73-68. So that's kind of the review in sports for the day. Started out talking about Michigan State's upsetting game, getting upset at home. Sorry, one other women's college basketball note here. Duke did upset North Carolina State, number six, North Carolina State, 69 to 58. But yeah, that does it. Uh, Kind of wrapping up the day in sports here and you know, we'll go back to obviously this is mainly a Michigan State show, but you gotta get some wins, man. This is gonna be a long week going into the Purdue game, and you know, depending on how that games go, could be a longer couple days going into the end of the season. But it's uh, really scary, really scary overall. You, I think they're in true danger of missing the tournament. I, I, I still believe that they'll find a way to back themselves in, but. This is an unsettling feeling, to say the least. But thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you all in the next one. Peace out.